From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, President Yoon Jong-il visits Dutch chip-making equipment company ASML in an effort to shore up South Korea's semiconductor supply chain. The government will provide more than 38 trillion won in policy financing for the secondary battery industry over the next five years. And the United States sanctions Russian shipping companies over their purported involvement in weapons transfers from North Korea. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. President Yoon Jong-il visited the world's leading supplier for the semiconductor industry, ASML, in Veldhoven on Tuesday during his state visit to the Netherlands. At the firm's headquarters, Yoon vowed to enhance direct communication between Seoul and Amsterdam and provide all necessary assistance for the success of joint semiconductor projects. Our Beiju Yun has more. President Yoon Seok-yeol, who is on a four-day state visit to the Netherlands, visited ASML, which is the world's sole supplier of extreme ultraviolet lithography machines used to make advanced microchips. Yoon asked ASML and other Dutch semiconductor-related companies to cooperate closely with South Korean firms in an appeal based on the consensus that the Netherlands' advanced technology in chip manufacturing is crucial to dominate the next-generation semiconductor market. The president then vowed to enhance direct communication between the governments of South Korea and the Netherlands and provide all necessary support for the success of joint projects in the chip sector. During the visit, the two countries also signed a memoranda of understanding, including an agreement between Samsung Electronics and ASML to jointly invest 1 trillion won to build an R&D center for next-gen chip-making technology. In another deal, SK Hynix and ASML will jointly develop a technology to reduce power consumption by recycling the hydrogen of EUV machines. Meanwhile, ASML revealed the production process of its next-gen EUV machines for the first time to a foreign leader as Yoon was taken on a tour of the facility. On Wednesday, Yoon is meeting Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte to discuss the establishment of a new dialogue on semiconductors, among other ways to boost economic and security cooperation. Pejun Kibis World, Radio News. The government will provide more than 38 trillion won, or around 29 billion U.S. dollars, in policy financing for the secondary battery industry over the next five years. The plan was discussed on Wednesday at an emergency economy minister's meeting presided over by Finance Minister Chu Gyeong-ho to discuss ways to boost competitiveness in the industry. The government will expand loans, guarantees, and insurance for businesses in the sector in order to stabilize supply chains, while offering interest and insurance premium cuts for facility investment in response to the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act. Seoul will also push to create a 1 trillion won fund for cutting-edge strategic industry by the year's end, with a total of 73.6 billion won to be injected into research and development next year, including a project on next-generation secondary battery technological development. In a bid to reduce reliance on key minerals from overseas used in secondary battery production, the government will push to vitalize an industrial ecosystem that fosters the recycling of eligible used batteries into products rather than being discarded as waste. South Korea's industry ministry said on Wednesday that it plans to broaden the source of key industrial material imports by 2030 in a bid to reduce reliance on a limited set of countries. According to Industry Minister Pang Moon-gyu, during his visit to POSCO Future M's production line of natural graphite anode material, 
The ministry selected 185 items that will be thoroughly managed to establish a robust industrial supply chain. The plan calls for a reduction of the country's dependency on specific countries for the items, including urea, graphite, and rare earth magnets, to under 50% by 2030, compared with the current estimate of 70% reliance. In order to meet the target goal, the government vowed to provide support for the local production of key materials while reducing related barriers. The country will also expand its inventory of key minerals, including lithium, while offering tax cuts and low interest loans for excavation projects for key minerals overseas. The United States has sanctioned Russian shipping companies over their purported involvement in weapons transfers from North Korea. The U.S. State Department released a list of new Russian targets on Tuesday, including Ibex Shipping, Asia Shipping Holdings, and Asia Shipping Company, for participating in the delivery of munitions to Russia. Ibex Shipping reportedly owns three Russian flagged vessels, and Asia Shipping Holdings operates eight, while the Vladivostok based Asia Shipping Company has provided supplies for the Russian Defense Ministry. Three dry cargo ships sailing under the Russian flag were also blacklisted. South Korea and the U.S. believe that Pyongyang has provided substantial amounts of artillery shells to Moscow from roughly around the time its defense minister, Sergei Shoigu, visited the North to meet with regime leader Kim Jong un in late July. A senior North Korean official held talks with the governor of Russia's far eastern region of Primorsky Krai amid speculation that the regime is looking to send workers to its northern neighbor. According to North Korea's state run Korean Central News Agency, External Economic Relations Minister Yoon Jung Ho held talks with Oleg Kozumyako in Pyongyang on Tuesday as the two discussed bolstering regional economic cooperation. The talks are speculated to have concerned the dispatch of North Korean workers to Russia in violation of UN Security Council resolutions imposed over Pyongyang's nuclear and missile programs. South Korea's spy agency said on Tuesday that the North has been pushing to send workers to Russia and is closely monitoring the situation. Prosecutors are seeking a warrant for the pre trial detention of former main opposition Democratic Party Chair Song Young Gil over alleged bribery to secure the leadership ahead of the 2021 party convention. The Seoul Central District Prosecutor's Office filed for the warrant on Wednesday on charges of violating the political fund law as well as bribery, citing the gravity of the case and concern over the destruction of evidence. Prosecutors suspect that Song was involved in the distribution of 66.5 million won, or around 51,000 US dollars, to DP lawmakers and regional party heads, with 20 cash envelopes containing 3 million won each, distributed by DP turned independent representative Yoon Gwan Sok. Song is also suspected of creating an illegal political fund totaling 763 million won through an external sponsor group, 40 million of which was given as bribes from Pak Yong Ha, the former head of the Yosu Chamber of Commerce and Industry, in return for a business favor. While the state agency summoned Song for questioning last Friday, it has decided to seek his apprehension without further interrogation after he reportedly exercised the right to refuse to testify. He has denied all allegations. Kiyum Heroes center fielder Lee Jung Hoo has reportedly signed a six year contract worth 113 million US dollars with the San Francisco Giants in the Major League Baseball. New York Post columnist John Heyman and the Athletics' Ken Rosenthal posted on social media on Wednesday that the six year deal includes an opt out clause after the fourth season, meaning the 25 year old can become a free agent. 
While neither the Giants nor E have officially announced the contract, if confirmed, the deal would be the biggest for a posted Korea Baseball Organization player, surpassing pitcher Ryu Hyunjin's six-year deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers before the 2013 season, worth $36 million. Heavy rain is expected in the central region and northern areas of North Gyeongsang Province on Thursday and Friday before a cold wave hits the country over the weekend. According to the Korea Meteorological Administration on Wednesday, low pressure developed in inland China and a long east-west rain band will bring precipitation throughout the country on Thursday and Friday. While the rain will stop in most areas by Friday night, snow may fall in inland regions between Friday evening and Saturday morning. Temperatures are expected to drop by more than 10 degrees on Saturday compared to the day before. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index shed 24.61 points, or 0.97% on Wednesday, to close the day at 2,510.66. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's New Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.